Thank you everyone for joining in. I am so, so, so grateful to be here with Larry Perry, an attorney at uh, Perry and Young. And so I wanted to, we took a little bit of time before getting this started to really get to know each other even more. And I think since we've been talking, we've, we really have, even before we even called each other now, we've been talking back and forth and, and communicating. And so I really think this man is an extremely intelligent, very, very bright, hearing his his word and, and things and questions that I'm going to ask him. It's going to be very, very beneficial for all, especially lawyers, to hear, hear him out. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Larry, for joining me. Uh, I need to go find the guy you're talking about. It's not the guy sitting here, but thank you so much for those kind of words. Yeah. We're tabled. Oh, no, I actually I'm in the office today. No one's in the office, the Clearwater office, because um, Hazel is my dog, my rescue dog. And the last time we were talking back and forth, Hazel is in love with Larry. And so she was really um, jumping up and down. And so I was like, OK, that would be a little bit of a distraction. I got to go into the office for this one. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Larry. How long have you practiced law? I've been in the legal field since 1987, got my law degree in 19 or got my uh, first bar admission formally in 1991. Back in, uh, back in the day, as they say in Alabama, you could get a second year practice card. So you, that meant you had to have a licensed attorney with you, but you could do hearings, you could do anything but jury trials. And so I got to go have bench trials and argue things outside the presence of a jury going all the way back to, I think, 1988, 1989, somewhere in there. Um, started out in Birmingham, worked from 87 to 95 at one firm in Birmingham, Johnson and Corey, which is now Corey Watson, uh, one of the nice regional firms, uh, national firms in the mass tort area, left them in 95 and came down here to Panama city, Florida, uh, to formulate a, uh, I thought would be a longstanding partnership went a, went a good ways. And then 12 years ago, uh, started my own firm here with, uh, Chris Young. And so Chris Young and I, and seven other attorneys, work in Panama City, uh, Tallahassee, Mariana, and Panama City Beach. That is awesome. So what type of cases do you generally handle? I just want to have, you know, I know that. I just want to get it over to sure. everyone. Else. I mean, it, we are a uh, plaintiff's law firm, meaning that we handle claims for people against insurance companies and those who have caused harms and losses. So it is uh, anything from automobile accident cases to heavy truck cases, medical malpractice. We also do hurricane claims. As you know, we have a had a hurricane, a category five hurricane hit our main office in Panama City and took us down for several months. Uh, we got back in. We're still undergoing renovations nearly two years later, uh, but we're back in the office and we're panhandled strong, as we like to say. Oh, I love that. So going going off of that, piggybacking off of what you said when it came to the hurricane, do you think being over there in Panama City and in the panhandle, it has gotten you guys ready when you said, you know, Panama strong, panhandle strong? Do you think it has gotten you ready and more prepared for what is to come with the, you know, the global pandemic and everything right now that is going on in the world? Do you think it has made you guys almost more prepared? It did. It, it, it did in a strange way, uh, just to kind of tell everybody because Hurricane Michael, it's almost like we're the forgotten people. Uh, Hurricane Michael was a category five hurricane that struck Panama City October 10th, 2018. For 30 days, our main cell phone service was kind of spotty, if at all. Uh, there were two weeks, three weeks that I could not use my Verizon cell phone within the county. 
And a lot of folks here, we had, uh, you know, Verizon had a saturation of nearly 70% here in the county. So it really crippled our county as far as communications. At our office for over a month, we had no electricity, no water, uh, no internet, certainly no cell phone service, no phone service. And so you had to improvise, you had to take care of things. I'm a strategist and tactician. And I spoke with one of my mentors. He said, Larry, you took a direct hit in your bunker. He says, you survived. And it's the leadership skills of the people on your team that kept the firm going in that period of time and were able to regroup and stay together. In addition to, we have a wonderful staff. Uh, our staff hung together. You know, they were constantly raising their hands. Hey, what can we do? Where do we need to be? How are we going to take care of our clients? Uh, the, the staff really kept us together. That's awesome. So we were together. And now I start to see how to avoid the pandemic seminars. And I'm going, hey, this is pretty nice. We've got air conditioning. <laughs> We're like, we got toilets. Uh, couldn't get a haircut. Still got the COVID hair. Right uh -huh, I like the girls. Yeah, I had, a, I had hurricane hair for a while following Hurricane Michael. Uh, now I just do this for fun and to you know make my wife a little mad at me because she's like, you can get a haircut. You know? um, but uh, it, it, it's great. And so, yes, uh, we, we were then prepared to work remotely and operate remotely. At one point following Hurricane Michael, we had people in seven different states working. Uh, our staff did not miss a paycheck. And so we were prepared and we were ready to go. And, and that was the resilience, though, of our staff. I mean, we had folks in North Carolina. We had folks in uh, Missouri. We had people in Arkansas. We had people in Pennsylvania, uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama. We had people working and wanting to work and, and they were working. They were producing and taking care of our clients, keeping in touch with them best we could. And then, uh, you know, we, we kind of saw it through to the other side and then we get hit with a pandemic. So now we have the remote capabilities a lot easier this time around. Like I said, we've got air conditioning and running water, cell phone service. No, nobody in my group complained, not a single person. Wow. That is awesome. What so from a young lawyer's perspective, such as myself, and one that I can maybe give get across to my other colleagues and those that are practicing law, not doing so much of what I'm doing, but practicing law, trying to generate business in a global pandemic, especially being in the Florida market where they've had to deal with hurricanes, maybe um, obviously in Tampa, not anywhere near as how you know uh, the panhandle and what you guys went through there. But what would you give? them as young lawyers, how to generate business during a global pandemic and what you're doing and what sets you apart from everyone else? A lot of questions there, and I'll try to answer a couple of them as, um, as we go along. And the very first thing is to establish what answers need to be reached. You know, who, what, what do people need answered? I mean, right now we have a television show on Sunday nights. We've had it for 10 years. Uh, and right now, during this COVID crisis, if you will, what's, we're it Sorry, I wanna, what's it called? The television show? Law Call. Law Call. Law Call. Okay. Law Call, Law Call WMBB. You can watch it. It's streamed on the internet, WMBB.com, Sunday nights, 1035 Central, 1135. <laughs> there we go. I'm working for the whole. Like right. <laughs> and subscribe. There we go. Uh, do all <laughs> that good stuff. Uh, it, it, so, what we do is uh, we, we are there to answer questions. We try to help people in their time of need and answer the questions uh, that they have. They're not always personal injury questions. So for any lawyer, whether they're a, uh, um, a family lawyer, a criminal defense lawyer, you got to be willing to solve people's problems. If you say, all right, well, all I want to do is this and that's all you do, then you're limiting yourself. And I say it this way. Um, last night on the, on the show, 
probably had seven questions and not a single one of them had to do with personal injury. It had to do with uh, COVID. It had to do with stimulus checks, PPP, uh, people getting fired or being told to go to work when there was somebody positive uh, for COVID at work, things of that nature. But that's what, that's what mattered to people. So you got to take care of what people need and then they will see you as a trusted advisor and then come to you in their time of need for personal injury, family law, criminal defense, whatever it may be. So show up, answer the bell and be there when they need you and they will remember you. So our, our intakes, I mean, we, we watch our intakes. Of course, our intakes went down. Everybody's intakes went down because as lawyers, we need people to move around and interact. Uh, without that interaction, without people moving around, you're not going to have you know, criminal cases. You're not going to have civil cases because people literally are not moving. You're not going to have a lot of cases uh, that are fresh and new. So you have to be available to them during this time. And then on the flip side, as we're starting to come out of this, we're seeing our intakes just skyrocket again and get back to the levels that they were before very quickly because they know that we're there and we're there to help them in whatever time of need that may be. So again, for a family lawyer, the family law, if you've got you know, 50 cases on your family law case list, did you call and did you check on everyone? Did you write them notes? Did you, you know, did you meet their needs, whatever their needs were? And sometimes you can generate an ancillary business off of that through your law career or through your legal, um, you know, through your law practice. And it, it'd be another avenue to generate income. So for instance, while everybody's sitting around, if you're a family lawyer, you might have developed a will package, which includes a will power of attorney, healthcare surrogate, and charge $500 to folks to say, Hey, this is a great opportunity. We're now facing a pandemic, but for $500, uh, we'll put together a small package for you to make sure that you and your family are covered. Now you've increased your network and your tentacles, if you will, into the folks that are there. So you're going deep, you're going wide and you're being consistent in meeting with people. There you go. Wow. Keep going. That's, <laughs> that's so knowledgeable that I, I, that is exactly, the answer that I would have wanted to hear as, as a young lawyer starting my own firm, if I'm in those shoes of how listening to the people and listening to their needs and seeing how, you know, what you can do to generate more business that way by becoming more empathetic and genuine. And I think that that's how, that's how we communicate. And I think that that's why I was so driven of wanting to get you on because a lot of the time, you know, when you are seeking advice from, you know, someone that has been in the industry a long time, it, it's it's kind of intimidating. And so I'm really excited that you have have opened up your your arms of saying, hey, you know, we opened, we did our own broadcast now. You have a, you said it's a television show. Oh, we have, we have a television show, but it doesn't matter. You can go on Facebook, you can go on Instagram. Yeah. There, the first couple of weeks, uh, I was on Facebook probably doing Facebook Live with different events and then also giving people updates on the payroll protection plan, the stimulus plan for individuals, just giving people a 10 or 15 minute, did it consistently over a period of time. And frankly, when things kind of, my, my schedule allows it, I'm going to go back to that and probably two or three times a week, have a three at 3 PM afternoon, you know, talk with Larry, Hey, send in your questions and, and here's the topic that I'm going over. If you've got a question, pop it up on the screen and let's see if we can answer it for you. If not, I've got, in 10 minutes of time to talk and you can watch me talk.
<laughs> you know, I have realized this one thing, and I want to hear your point on this, and then I have a couple more questions before I have to let you go today, unfortunately, because I would love to keep you forever. Um, there's two questions here. One would be as a as a as an attorney in your in your stature going on with the world, because obviously we did talk about this one thing you learned this weekend. I think it's beneficial for us to talk about this as well. And that question was, and you can, you can ask it. And I, I actually did really like the question. And I think that everyone should really hear that. And then I'm going to end it on one other question unrelated, but with everything going on in the world and the riots and so forth, uh, you know, Larry and I spoke and he asked me a question and it really resonated with me. And I think we all need to ask ourselves this. So are you lucky? Uh, am I lucky? Do you consider yourself to be lucky or unlucky? And that, uh, that, that one simple question provides a lot of insight into who you are and who you can become. Um, it's, it's, it is different. It's different. It's a different question than I've ever seen. I haven't read the actual study that had the question, but I read a small little excerpt from it. But if you consider yourself to be lucky, if others consider you, yourself to, you to be lucky, then you put yourself in a position to have tiny little wins along the way and people follow those who are consistently winners. So if you say, Oh, I'm unlucky and you're dour and you're down and you're Eeyore and you know, how can that be? How can that be? Whatever it may be. Oh, that's always happens to me. Um, you're not going to generate the kind of uh, influence first of all. And second of all, you're not going to generate a group of people to follow you because who wants to follow somebody that, you know, always has bad luck on their side. And there are methods to train yourself to get out of that. You know, your background and my background is not too terribly different. I came from a very poor background. My parents divorced. Um, I grew up in uh, basically the projects of Bessemer, Alabama, and then uh, left the projects to, you know, from the country to the projects. So I tell everybody I'm part country, part hood. And <laughs> that way I worked at Waffle House to get through college. And, um, and worked as a house father to get through law school for a fraternity. So the value of hard work is something that's been ingrained in me. And even though I'm now middle-aged toward the you know, end of my legal career, you know, I've got, I've got more years behind me than I got ahead of me. <laughs> you, you get into a situation where, all right, you know, now what's most important overall in life. And you know, I've been focused too much really probably on myself to say, I've got that chip on my shoulder. You, you see it right there, right? You know, that because people told me, you know, you're not going to make it. You'll never do this. You're from the wrong side of the tracks. You know, your daddy's an alcoholic, all these different things that are going on and just kind of carried that uh, chip on your shoulder. And Caitlin, you froze up there. Are we still there? Oh, you're here. You're all back. Right. Okay. Got you back. Yeah. All right. So it, it's a set of circumstances, but even in those circumstances, my mother always told me, keep looking up. Keep looking up. That was our mantra. Uh, it was in, when I graduated high school, she gave me a pocket watch and inside the pocket watch was keep looking up. And so there are people that have it much worse than I've ever had. You look around the world and get a worldview. If you're an American, you're already in the upper you know, 20% of the population of the world. You start looking around as attorneys and you start looking at the incomes that we make. Now you're in the upper 1% of the world and sometimes even the upper one half percent of the world population. And then you start looking around just to, if you want to compare yourself to the United States, you've got tremendous opportunity. Consider yourself lucky where you are. Just start from there. I love that message. Yeah. And the last thing is, how did you like working at Waffle House? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
it was fun. Two o'clock in the morning. I mean, I'm telling you, I, that is, it's delicious there. It's like the best guilty food ever, man. You can't get rid of a waffle. I put on my COVID-19 partially because of Waffle House this time. We, we, we bought Waffle House for the staff frequently. Oh, I love it. So one, one, one serious last question. Uh, is there anything you want to give um, the platform that we are on now talking to everyone? I know you, you mentioned how amazing your team is and how, how hardworking they are. And I feel the same way with, with, you know, my team and, and having those bosses that you want to work hard for, you want to uh, go to go to bat for every day and really, and show up every day. Is there anything you would like to say to just to them as well as everyone else listening to the broadcast of being a lawyer and, and in your stature and, you know, what they can do um, to move forward and, and generate business in themselves and, and become better within themselves? Build a great team. You know, have partners when you have partners that you are equally yoked with. And, you know, that's a special term of art. People will get that who understand it make sure that y'all are on the same wavelength uh, as far as what your vision is. And if you have partners, make sure that any disagreements stay behind closed doors. My partner and I, we've been together 12 years uh, as a legal team, hundred uh, percent. And I can't tell you that there's anything of any significance that we really disagreed on timing maybe, but no one ever knows when we disagree about anything. We speak with one voice. More importantly, make sure you get people around you who are smart and bright and have the same goals in mind. If they don't have the same goals in mind, you're going to be disappointed. They're going to be disappointed. You got to make sure everybody's lined up. If you're not lined up and, and one person wants to go off down another path, even though that path may be the right path for them, it may not be the right path for your firm or your partnership. And that that's always been probably, you know, one of our difficult things when somebody starts to kind of go astray or trying to take their own path, it's okay. And so we, we tell people, look, this may not be the right place for you. And when we have our musters, we try to have meetings when, you know, pre COVID time, we would have a meeting every morning to get us started. We would tell people and tell our staff, this may not be the right place for you, but if it is the right place for you, we're going to invest in you hundred percent. We're going to get CLEs for you. Uh, we're going to feed you waffle house. We're going to do whatever it takes to keep you happy uh, and, and, and bring that to fruition. But if you're not happy here, you're here eight hours, nine hours a day, please, please, raise your hand and say, I'm, I need to go someplace else and keep it professional. There is no reason to be miserable in your position, your station or your job. And if you are miserable in your position, station or job, then you need to reconsider where you are and change that position. Incredible advice. You're awesome, Larry. This has been one of the best interviews I've ever done. You're the guinea pig. This was the first one. The first interview you've done. So yes, you're, you're the best one yet. I'm telling you hands down, no one's been better. Uh, but thank you so much, Larry. I really, really appreciate it. And, and you believing in me and even giving me a chance at this. And so uh, spread the word about momentum. I have to talk about momentum real quick. I definitely have to. So we're sending these, these, and I would just left Orlando and these little baggies, and I'm going to send them to your firm as well, uh, Larry. And it, it is uh, hand sanitizer and mask. Don't worry, we have other colors other than purple, Larry. You don't have to wear a purple mask. Okay, that's my high school color, so you're good. You're good. Oh, okay, that's good. So we are sending these out. I did package them up 
We're really excited to help out the essential workers and even the workers that are going in to the law firms. I mean, you're, you're, you, your guys have been doing an incredible job, you guys. And so Momentum wants to give back and I'm so grateful. And I mean, I'm going to obviously throw in there the best cookies around. <laughs> These you are you stayed up late last night making those cookies. I appreciate that very much. They're incredible. They're amazing. I'll send one for you and your wife. And so I'll send her a little lip gloss too. I'll throw that in there. But I'm very grateful for you. And thank you so much. And I appreciate you. And let's let's stay strong throughout all of this.